Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. I'm your host, Carm Macaretta, and I interview real women with real stories about real life stuff. I'm inviting you to laugh, cry, and connect with my guests as they share some of their most impactful life experiences, from their brightest moments to their darkest hours. For more stories and an opportunity to share your own, visit me at thisgirlputsout.com. Welcome to This Girl Puts Out. Thanks for joining me today. I'm your host, Carm, and today we are talking about overcoming adversity. I'd like to introduce my friend, Michelle, and Michelle has been through more than more than one person's share of adversity, and she's come to share her story with us today and inspire us with uh, how she's overcome adversity. So to welcome Michelle, she is a mother, she is a wife, and she is a very hardworking business owner. And I'm grateful that she's taken the time out to talk to us today. So welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Happy to be here. Excellent. You know, there's value in telling our stories, right? I think um, you've been looking forward to this. It took us a while to to match up our schedules, but you have quite a story. Um, you seem like you are you are ready to tell it. I'm ready. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. Excellent. All right. So, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, we live in Niagara Falls. Um, lived here my whole life. I'm 52. Um, I got three wonderful kids. I have two wonderful stepkids. Well, they're they're adult now. I have a wonderful husband, and uh, we're hardworking. We're we've been blessed. So again, your story is one of overcoming adversity, and a lot for for a lot of us, how we grow up has a lot to do with how we cope and how we deal with things. So tell us about tell us about family life growing up. Um, my mother, she was a single mother. My mother and father were divorced when um, I was four. And then it was my mom and my sister and I, um, we grew up poor. We grew up on welfare and my grandparents having to bring us food. If my mom was too broke to buy groceries, um, we moved around a lot, you know, from apartment to apartment. Um, and then um, my sister was always in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a lot of my mom and myself. It was, it was a good childhood. We mm-hmm. had, a, my mom always tried to give us whatever she could. Did you know you were poor? Yeah, we knew we were poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my dad died when I was young. Mm-hmm. I was 13. He mm-hmm. passed away of a massive heart attack. We really didn't see my dad too often. Mm-hmm. Um, he always called on the phone or what have you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we knew we were poor. So your mom was a single mom. Did she have support in her life? Did she have family helping? You said you got food from your grand, your grandmother. Yep. From my grandparents, her mother and father, mm-hmm. they were there. They were great. They were great to us. They always took us on camping trips and took us to Florida. And um, we lived with them for a while. They were always, they were fantastic grandparents. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Great memories with them. Yeah. So you went to local schools and um, did you have aspirations of what you wanted to do with your life? Um, Actually, I wanted to be a veterinarian. (laughs) Just didn't turn. I hated school. I think that was the whole, I couldn't sit still. Mm -hmm. I always had to be on the go. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't graduate. I got my GED after I had my oldest son. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll be 35 soon. And um, I had him young, raised him pretty much almost like a single mother Mm -hmm. and then um, divorced his father. 
and married my second husband and had Justin and Emily. Justin's 27 now and Emily's 25. Tell us about your first marriage. It sounds like you left, you left home young. Yes. 17. Mm -hmm. Is, was it because you had found, you know, someone you wanted to live your life with or were you just anxious to get out of the house? Why did you leave home? Well, I got pregnant uh -huh. <laughs> and, um, we ended up moving in together and we were together for a while and mm -hmm. he was very abusive mm -hmm. physically and mentally. He was abusive. Mm -hmm. And then I still married him. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I did that. I was young and stupid and scared. Yeah. And, um, we were divorced early in our twenties, our early twenties. Mm -hmm. And you had one child together. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you leave an abusive marriage and mm -hmm. How long was it before you met uh, and married your second husband? I think it was like three years, mm -hmm. two or three years mm -hmm. before I met him. We met at work. We met at our job where we were working together. You, you had your son already when you married yes. your second husband. So mm -hmm. your son was, was a, a, a grade schooler at the time? He was, um, yeah, he was, I think he was five. Mm -hmm. And then when I had Justin, he was seven. Okay. So was your second husband, I mean, was it a good, a good relationship better than the first one? He, yeah, he wasn't abusive. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had a good relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, it was, it was difficult. He was a difficult man. He, he was very closed off and quiet and he didn't open up a lot. What attracted you to him? Um, he was funny, yeah. you know, he, he, um, he knew what he wanted. He wanted a family and a wife and kids. And, and that's what I wanted. And so what, what were you doing for work? So you, you started having kids at an early age. So you got your GED. Did, did you entertain going to college? Was that not something, you know, you were interested in? Well, I went back to school and got my CNA license and became um, certified nursing assistant. Mm -hmm. And I did that for quite a while. I did that for 10 years. And then after, after that, my husband was murdered and I had to find something that was flexible. So I started cleaning houses. How long were you, were you together with your second husband when this tragedy occurred? We were together almost 10 years. We were in the process of getting a divorce because I found out what he was doing and um, he wouldn't stop. And it was back and forth from rehab in and out a few times. And I just decided I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So I filed for divorce. We were actually going through a divorce when this happened. Mm -hmm. So he was a drug addict. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, an alcoholic. And it was at pretty much the whole, the whole time you were together. Um, the drugs, no, the alcohol. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was casual. He, you know, I mean, he did like his beer. Um, mm -hmm. but he wasn't, um, it wasn't, uh, the drug thing, I no, it wasn't through. It was towards the end. Mm -hmm. Had you wanted to leave for a long time when you finally finally did it? Um, I loved him. <laughs> I tried to help him. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, you know, he would move out and get into rehab, and then he would get better, and then move back in, and and then you know he would start up again, and I'd kick him out again and bring him back, and we did this like three times. And then after the third time, I said, I can't do it anymore. That sounds really, really hard. Yep, it was. It was really, really hard. Yeah. So you got the courage to, to end that, that cycle. 
yep. that was repeating itself in your life and for your kids. And yep. I mean, how did you get the courage to finally do it? You had just had enough. Yep. I just had, I'd had enough. I said, I can't keep doing this to myself and my kids. There was always chaos. There was always some kind of drama and chaos. And I wanted normalcy. I wanted mm -hmm. it to be normal and just be able to raise my kids and, and be happy. When you were going through all this stuff, um, you know, before the tragedy of his, of his passing, did you have, you know, friends and family in your life? Did you have support from other people? Oh, absolutely. My mom was always sick. She was, mm -hmm. she had cancer for 17 years. Mm -hmm. So she, you know, she was there. I had girlfriends. I had really good girlfriends. Mm -hmm. um, my kids were my strength, actually. My kids kept me going. Mm -hmm. um, when he passed, I was a drug. I was alcoholic for two years. I drank all the time. I was in bed all the time. I couldn't get up. I lost my job. And I just, one day I just got up and I said, I have to get out of this bed. I got to stop this. I got kids downstairs. I got, you know, cause I lived in my room. It was difficult. My 16 at that time, my son was my oldest son was 16 and um, he literally was taking care of my eight and five year old. So you started drinking to cope with the fact yep. that he had been killed and to you were suffering a loss and that's how you coped and that. Yeah. Wow. I'm, must've been really, really hard. So, yeah. so you got a phone call one day and you found out that the man you loved that you couldn't be with because of his problem yeah. had been killed and your kids lost their dad. Yeah. It was a terrible scene. Yeah. My actually the day that they found him, mm -hmm. we were, I was sitting in divorce court waiting for him to show up. Um, okay. my girlfriend actually called me and, um, she said, you got to get over there. And I was like, I'm not going over. I was so mad he didn't show up. <laughs> I didn't know what happened. So I was calling him every name in the book. Mm -hmm. And um, she's like, no, you have to get over there. Something's going on. And I went over there. And that's when we didn't know for a few days who yeah. it was. Yeah. Because he had been deceased for about four days. At the time, I mean, what, what did you tell the kids? They were so, they were so little. We didn't say anything until we actually knew. Mm -hmm. And then um, I had his sisters come with me to tell my my son that that's what happened. We told mm -hmm. him, you know, daddy had an accident and he went to heaven and and they pretty coped with it quite well. My son didn't. He was, went through um, some counseling, mm -hmm. which just like his father, he kept to himself and didn't want to talk and all that. And my daughter was young, too young. She was five and has Down syndrome. So mm -hmm. she um, was, she didn't understand until yeah. um, later. Wow. So, so you start drinking and you did this for two years. You tried yeah. to, you tried to manage work and motherhood and grieving and all this. And um, you said you lost your job. And so you yep. were basically hold up in your room for two years. What were your friends and family saying? I mean, they must've been trying to pull you out. They must've been. Absolutely. Help. They'd come over and we'd have coffee or whatever, and they would leave and I'd go right back upstairs. I was okay to them, but deep down I wasn't. So you'd consider that your, your rock bottom point then, right? You had Absolutely. Lost, lost your job. My and, kids were suffering. Yeah. That's, that's what it was. And so is that, that's why you ended up getting out of bed. You finally were able to realize that you had to be there for your kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, crawling out of a dark 
hole like that is is pretty hard to do. You yeah, know? it was. It was. Yeah. I didn't know what to do after that. Yeah. So what did <laughs> so you do? I, how did you how did well, you get them out? I just woke up one morning and I said, what are you doing? You mm -hmm. know, you, you have kids downstairs. You have to get out of this room. Mm -hmm. You have to get out of the slump. And I just, I was, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I went back to doing the nurse's aid and I, I, I got so attached to people. I, I didn't want to keep doing this. So I started cleaning a little bit on the side and I just eventually quit the CNA and went right to cleaning and I started cleaning and, and it just led to doing that all the time. And that's how I got where I'm at today. I just, so, well, <laughs> I mean, the cleaning didn't do the job, Michelle, you did. Well, yeah, we, 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 I was actually, I remarried again after my husband passed uh -huh. and we moved out into the country and I raised my kids out there basically pretty much by myself because mm -hmm. we were, we should have stayed friends instead of gotten married. Um, we, we lived pretty different separate lives and I think we both married each other for the wrong reasons. And then we divorced like 10 years later and we just ended up getting divorced. And, you know, I ended up moving into a house up here after Justin graduated uh -huh. and, um, business boomed. It went, yeah. it went from nothing to crazy. <laughs> well, Okay. So I just want to uh, circle back here. So you, <laughs> my, a lot. I know this is a movie is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you've been married twice. You have three children. Your second husband was killed uh -huh. um, and you hit rock bottom you used alcohol to cope with a very personal tragedy and you finally decide to pull yourself out of the dark and you are working two jobs to try and make right. some extra money and support yeah. your family. And then, so you said you got, when you were doing the nursing work, you just, you found yourself too attached to people. And so that's why you started looking for something else you were hoping to make like a switch. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So you started cleaning on the side and then cleaning enough to quit your nursing job. And now, yeah, yeah. so, but you had to make a jump at some point in, in that must've been scary, you know, when you're letting go of a regular paycheck and then, you know, you're starting this little side business that you really don't know what's going to happen or where it's going to It go. was very, very scary because I didn't know if it was going to be where it is today, never in a million years thought I would be a boss. <laughs> um, I don't think of myself as being this person that has come from nothing and, and achieved all this greatness. And I'm just, you know, plain Jane, you know, just average, average me, I guess you want to call it. I have I had good friends to light a fire under my hiney to get me to where I am today because I never I can't do this I can't do that yes you can they would say yeah what's the matter with you you can do this you can do this and never in a million years that I thought that I would ever be able to do something like this well I think sometimes when people deal with so much adversity they start to believe that you know that's their destiny 
that or that they're not mm-hmm. they're not worth more. It's very easy for your circumstances to make you feel a certain way and to make those limiting beliefs a story you just keep telling yourself over and over again and then you you believe it. All of a sudden that's your story and but it doesn't have to be. So you found inspiration in your kids and you had some good friends inspiring you too. So Absolutely. Thank God you had some great people in your life to help you, but it came down to you. You, you did this, Michelle. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I was afraid. I was afraid that I would fail. I, there were so many times I just wanted to stop and say, I'm not doing this anymore. So I'm, I'm hanging, we're hanging in there. My husband now has been a godsend to me three years ago. God sent me this man. He's absolutely wonderful. I could, I'm tearing up right now, just even saying those words, if it wasn't for him, telling me that I can do this, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't do it. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> You've worked really hard, Michelle. You really have. I mean, and you, you certainly deserve happiness, especially after yep. everything you've been through. And your kids are well? They are well. I'm going to be a grandmother again. I'm already a proud grandmother of a 15-year-old granddaughter and a five-year-old grandson. And I'm going to have another grandson coming in October. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm so excited. I'm so excited. They're all well. That's wonderful. So you have a staff now of how many? I have actually three full-time and two part-time employees. That's wonderful. And there's no shortage of work. No, it keeps coming in and we need more people. We need at least at least three more right now. So we're, we are recruiting <laughs> wow. Well, geez, this wasn't going to be a plug for, for uh, hiring anybody for yeah. business, but your information <laughs> is certainly going to be available on the website and on the, the oh, thank you. description. So if anybody- we're working hard trying to get them in. Michelle, what do you think is the difference between, you know, someone like yourself who is able to pull yourself out of, you know, the darkness and turn your life around in someone who can't, I mean, it's a really generalized question, I guess, but in your case, you give credit to the people around you. I think it was the people around me and I'm pretty headstrong where once I put my mind to something, mm-hmm. I do it. <laughs> um, and I go full for, you know, I go full force, um, with that. I'm, I'm, big in competition. (laughs) You know, someone tells me you can't do this, I'm going to prove you wrong, and I'm going to do it. So I think that had a lot to do with it, too. And my kids, my kids, um, I would look at my little kids and say, geez, who else do they have? If if I don't get up and do what I have to do to raise my kids, who's going to do it? Mm -hmm. I was all there was, you know, as mommy and dad. So well, it's important to be an example, too, right? I mean, they're, that's where they get their ideas of how they want to live their lives and how they should react to the world is from us. Right. So that's wonderful. So you never ever saw yourself as a business owner. And, you know, I met you when I I don't think you'd been in business for too long when we met, but I know you were just working by yourself at that point. And I watched you, I've watched you hustle. You you're hardworking, really hardworking, humble, and, and wonderful person. And well, thank you very I'm, much. I'm I appreciate it. Coming from you is the highest compliment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, 
So what do, what advice do you have to share with women starting out in business that might not think they have what it takes or that are nervous and what can you share with them? Oh, geez. My advice would be reach for the stars. Don't ever think you can't do it. You need help. Reach out, ask questions. Um, I've learned a lot um, in the past five years, a lot um, just from listening to women like you and, you know, joining a group just like the WBC. I learned a lot from my peers through a lot of groups that we went to. Just don't ever stop. If you really, really want it, go for it. Mm -hmm. What do you have to lose? Yeah. It there's, and there are a lot of resources out there, you know, um, Absolutely. you referred to the Canisius women's business center, the local community college here has an amazing yes, small, small business program. Yeah. Um, for I took a lot of courses. I, I went to a lot of, um, so many events. Those networking and I events. That. I miss them, believe it or not. I loved, you know, I was like, oh, I'm so afraid to talk. I didn't want to get up and do my 30 second elevator pitch. I was so nervous. And um, now I'm doing this. It's unbelievable how it's just like poof, it comes natural now. Yeah, I've really seen you evolve and, and it's uncomfortable at first, you know, uh, doing things that you haven't done before, especially in front of strangers. And it's hard to put ourselves out there. Absolutely. And, it is. Get vulnerable in front of people we don't know. It's difficult. But um, would you say you've you've grown as a, as a person? Um, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I don't think that I would ever, uh, a few years ago, I'd never be doing this with you, ever. <laughs> I mean, even though it's not going to be, my face isn't going to be, it's still my voice. And it's still me telling my story. And I never thought in a million years that I would be able to do this. Never. I couldn't even get up and do a 30 second elevator pitch, let alone <laughs> sitting here with you. <laughs> you know, but it's great because it's it, it goes to show you that how much you can achieve if if you really want to. Yeah. I mean, and you were, you were pretty, you were pretty bad off. I mean, you were, you had some pretty dark days and if you can, you can overcome everything that you overcame. I think a lot of people listening might find some inspiration in that and think, you know, maybe I, hope so. maybe I can do that too. And I have to congratulate you for doing this because I know it was really hard for you, but, but you felt a need, you pushed yourself. And so I did. Got out of your comfort zone for me and my Thank listeners. Thank you. I'm glad I did. Yeah, <laughs> and I really appreciate it. Is there um, anything else you you want to share with with someone out there um, who might be listening, who's who's in a really bad place right now, and thinks that you know they can't they can't get out? There's always hope. There's always help. Always talk to somebody that you love that you know that you think that might be would would stick by your side. I have friends for since grade school that I still talk to. And actually my husband, he was my first kiss. Um, and we met years later and I haven't been happier. <laughs> Don't ever quit. Don't quit. Because if you quit, there's, you'll, you'll never get it back. You'll never get your life back if you quit. And I think it's important your point about reaching out, you know, we don't like to reach out when, when we're in the pit of darkness, you know, um, no. a lot of times we're embarrassed and, you know, admitting defeat is difficult. And, you know, sometimes you just don't want to 
you don't want to tell anybody, but connecting with another human is really important. It, it helps. It does. And, and drug abuse is the worst, the worst thing that that's out there. This disease, it's terrible. I even lost my sister because of it in 2014. It was awful too. I mean, I, there's so much I could even go even tell you more, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> I know you made your story sound like so yeah. simple. And, and I, yeah. there was, I know there was a lot of, a lot of pain and a lot of tears in that story yeah. that, that we, we didn't, uh, we didn't talk about, but I want to thank you for, for doing this today. Michelle. You're welcome. I thank you. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. And we are going to put your information on the website in the podcast description in case anybody wants to reach out to uh, use your services. Do you want to tell us real quick, um, give us your website information? Sure. We are um, squeaky clean of WNY LLC. We are on Facebook. We are on Google. And um, my email address is info at squeakyclean.wny.com. Beautiful. And I'll, I'll link you up digitally. Michelle, I wish you nothing but the best and all, all green lights and blue skies from here for you. Yes, it is. Thank you so much, Karma. I appreciate all of that. This girl puts out is officially signing off. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And for more stories about real life women, visit thisgirlputsout.com. Thank you.